Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, leading with influence and impact as an introverted woman. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. And one of the things that I sometimes see introverted women leaders find challenging is decision making. When they're put on the spot and need to make a decision, they uh, don't necessarily feel that they have that time to think, to process the information and then to give their thoughts or to, to make that decision. And, you know, one of the things that is seen amongst introverted people is that need to process information and then give a response. But if you're, say, in a meeting or you've got something that is very urgent in front of you that you need to deal with, making that decision can be challenging for some people who are introverted. And then what can happen or what what I often see happen is they become quite anxious about making the right decision. Then that has a negative impact on their ability to make a rational, clear decision. And so for this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can improve your decision-making style, and particularly when it comes to making those on-the-spot decisions. So as a leader, you need to be able to be good at making decisions because you're choices impact the direction, the success of your organisation, your team, your department and the stability of it as well. And when you're good at or you're effective at making decisions, it helps to foster growth and it helps to resolve challenges. And um, and it, one key thing is that it builds trust. If you're someone who is seen to be decisive, who makes good decisions, then that helps to build trust amongst your team members, which contributes to the overall effectiveness of the organisation. Because of uh, some misconceptions or misunderstanding about introversion, if someone who is introverted is put on the spot and um, asked to make a decision or express a point of view, and they're hesitating, they're not, not not saying anything or they're not necessarily responding with their, their perspective or their point of view, other people may think that this is indecisiveness. And I do, I do think that we do need to make people aware that quick decisions are not always the best decisions. Um, and so if you find it challenging making a decision, making a quick decision, being put on the spot to make a decision. Then what I'm going to share today will hopefully help you to feel more confident in the way that you make your decisions and also feeling confident to be able to let other people know what your preferred decision-making style is. And the thing is, people, your team members, your organisation, your board members who 
whoever it is that you're leading, needs to be confident in you as a decision maker. Um, and if you come across as indecisive, that's not going to make them feel confident. It's not going to instill confidence in them. So whilst I say quick decisions are not always the best decisions, there will be times when you do need to make a quick decision, when you do get put on the spot and need to make a quick decision. And this could be particularly so if there is an immediate threat and you need to make a, a decision there and then. And so to help you to improve your decision-making style, if you get put on the spot, if you're asked to respond there and then with a point of view, with the make a decision, give yourself some time to think or give yourself more time to think and but let people know what your initial thoughts are and you will have an initial thought but what tends to happen is we overthink things or people will overthink things or start bullying so then they're they're not necessarily able to think clearly and identify what that initial thought is so just let people know what you you initially think and then let them know that you will get back to them once you've had a chance to process the information or if you've got anything further to add and it's good to let people know what your preferred decision-making style is. When I was doing the research for my book, Quietly Visible, um, and I spoke to um, someone about a senior, a senior vice president, when they joined the organisation, they let people know that if they were going to be asked to make a decision there and then, that she could make a decision, she could give them a, a, a decision, but it wouldn't be her best decision. She makes her best decisions once she's had time to process the information. So she set the pace from the start. Um, and that is a good thing I would suggest that you do. You set the pace and let people know that your, your preferred thinking style is to receive information, to process that information, and then to give a response. So when people ask you to respond on the spot, let them know your initial thoughts and then let them know that if you've got anything further to add, you'll get back to them. And going back to what I said about quick decisions aren't always the best decisions. And we've, we've, we've adopted this culture of everything has to be instant, everything has to be fast. Well, not everything, but in some cases, uh, well, in quite a lot of cases, it's like, emails, people expect an immediate response to an email um, or people feel that they have to respond immediately to emails. Now I, I'm of an age where I remember the days before we would send emails when we used to send memos and they would be typed up and posted and then so that would take time for it to be typed up, for it to be posted to reach its destination and the person would get it and they would read it and then they their time they did their response to it and it got back to and prepared their response and sent back if it needed to be sent back. It all of that took quite a long time. In well in comparison to today's 
how the speed of things are today. That took quite a long time. But there wasn't that pressure that you get now from emails that you read an email, you get that ping, you get that notification and you just feel that you've got to respond straight away. And so, uh, as I was saying, quick decisions are not necessarily the best decisions. Um, and we've, we've, we've come to expect that quickness that people will respond. But sometimes things do need to have time to be fought over and given careful consideration. And yes, there will be those situations where on the spot decisions are required, but then how can you influence that people don't automatically expect decisions on the spot if it's not necessary? And so you, you be the one to influence whether it's the rest of the leadership team, whether it's the rest of the board, about having different thinking styles um, different decision-making styles and how that can actually benefit the organisation. Seeking the views of other people, that's another thing that you can do. So those people who you know and you trust, you, tr you trust their opinions, um, could be colleagues, stakeholders, and you know that you can rely on their opinions, their points of view, you can trust them. And seek their opinions about things, get get advice, get tips, seek their opinions. And don't just go to people who think like you. You, just, you want to be able to have your views challenged by people who may think differently to you because then that can help you to gain new insight and um, as you sort of explore what their views are and have your thinking challenged you know you don't want to end up with group think that everybody's thinking the same and because everybody's thinking the same then things may be getting missed or difference is not brought into the equation um so getting different perspectives will help you to make a more informed decision and at the end of the day, you know, you seek these views from other people. But at the end of the day, you're the one that makes the decision. So it's a case of weighing up what other people are saying. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, what is the sort of value in what they're saying? What evidence is supporting what they're saying? And, and use all that information to help you to make your carefully considered decision with the information that you've got. The more your your experience you get in your role, the more easier it is to anticipate the types of situations where you are going to be required to make a, a quick decision or an on-the-spot decision, or if there are sort of emergency situations that, that would arise, how you would respond to it. And one thing that can help is if you sort of, in, in advance, just go through what kind of scenarios may arise where there's an emergency or what could go wrong and what would you do 
if that was to happen or how could you respond what would be needed what would be the decisions that you would need to make what would be the thought process behind those decisions and by by doing this sort of reflecting on what could happen maybe looking at things that have happened in the past and what you could learn from that and how how they were dealt with it then makes it easier when situations arise and how you handle it because you've already thought about it you've maybe experienced it and it makes it easier for you to then make that on the spot decision another thing you can do is to weigh at the pros and cons look at what the possible outcomes are um, of the different options that you have um, and then weigh up the pros and cons and whilst you're doing that discover as much evidence as you can um, time permitting that will help you to inform your decision and when you're weighing up the pros and cons take into account the the priorities of the team, the organisation or the department and what impact the decision that you make will have on that. Another thing to utilise when you're making a decision is your gut instinct um, and sometimes that's what uh, on the spot decision boils down to is just trusting your gut instinct or your intuition um, and your intuition that's based on your experience experience that you've developed over the years, previous situations that have occurred and your knowledge and understanding of your area of responsibility. And so it's not just going to be a case of you just clutching at straws or um, making a haphazard guess. And research suggests that people who combine their gut instinct with analysis in a crisis situation make the best decisions. So it's that combination of gut instinct and analysis that get a better decision, better quality decision. And although you may not have all the information available to do a thorough analysis, just look at what you have got. And as you receive more information and you are able to do a better analysis, you can adjust things and one example that I like I like to give from my day back in the, as a leader um, was where we had a, a situation where uh, one, of, one of my buildings was heated by oil and we used to have the oil delivery come periodically when, when it was low to fill up. And on this particular occasion, they had filled up, but they hadn't put the, the cap back on. And as a result, there was a, you know, the oil had spilled over and it was creating a strong smell throughout the building. Um, and it was, it was a very powerful, strong. I can't remember exactly how it happened, why, as, as the pump was filling up the oil tank or whatever it was called, it overflowed um, and it wasn't, something wasn't in place for it to, to stop it. And so it was filtering, the smell was sort of filtering in through like air vents and things like that. Now this was a, 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 a in the morning and courts were about to start. It was a, it was a courthouse. Courts were about to start. P 
prisoners were being brought in to the cells, witnesses were, were coming, staff were on site. And so I had to make a decision as to whether I should close the building, whether I should stop the courts from going ahead, let the, the prisoners go back to the prisons um, and cancel cases. Now, there would, there would be a lot of um, ramifications to that, but you know, my concern was, well, what effect would the, the fumes from this oil have? And so what I did was, I, I'm, I'm not sort of like a, an, an expert when it comes to hazardous substances. And so I had to seek advice. I sought advice from the health and safety people. I sought advice from estate people. And I, and I got conflicting advice, to be honest. One, one person was saying that it, it, it wasn't a risk to people. The other person was saying, oh, they weren't so sure. And in the end, I took their opinion, I took their perspectives, I took their views. But in, in the end, because I wasn't entirely satisfied whether it was safe because of the information that I'd got from uh, the, the people that I sought the information from, I decided to, uh, that I wouldn't, that I would not go ahead with with the courts i would i would say right okay you know we're going to evacu evacuate the building well not evacuate the building but not let court cases go ahead that that day until we we got the issue sorted and so that is what i did um and that to me the reason why i made that decision was because for me, the health and safety of my teams, my employees, the people that were in the building was of paramount priority. And because I didn't have all the evidence and the facts before me to decide, yes, if everything was going to be okay, that was what uh, prompted my decision to not go ahead with cases so the prisoners went back um witnesses had to be stood down and the, the courts didn't go ahead that that morning anyway developing a flexible decision making style where you make use a combination of your intuition along with analysis just by mentally running through possible crisis handling scenarios or and that just analyzing from information, data, evidence, by developing that flexible decision-making style, it can help you to utilize the intuition as well as the analysis and help you to make a, a good decision. And one last important thing is about keeping calm and thinking rationally. So it can be easy to get into a bit of a panic and think, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then you start to become anxious, you start to worry. And then as a result of that, you're not thinking clearly, you're not thinking rationally and in your thinking quite irrational. Um, so if you're feeling anxious about making an on-the-spot decision, don't get caught in the trap of 
that irrational thinking loop. So you're worrying, you're feeling anxious, and because you're feeling anxious, you're worrying even more, you're imagining the worst possible scenario, you can't think clearly, you can't think rationally, um, and you start to panic. And then you're overthinking things or overanalyzing things um, because this will have a knock-on effect on your confidence about making a decision on the spot. And then this creates a vicious cycle for you. So learning how to manage your emotional response in that sort of situation will prevent that state of anxiety and will enable you to think more rationally and to see things more clearly and helping you to feel more confident about making a decision on the spot, making that quick decision. And even if your thinking style is one where you need to process information and reflect and then give a response, give a dis make your decision, as a leader, you need to be able to adapt your style if you're going to get the best outcomes. And it's about knowing when and how to ad adapt your decision-making style or how to be more effective at making the decisions that you make. And developing your decision-making style will make it easier for you to make decisions when the only option is that you've got to make it on the spot. So what about you? Do you have do you make your best decisions once you've had time to process information? Um, and so if that's the case, how do you deal with those situations where there is that urgency um, and you do need to make that on-the-spot decision? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, so do let me know. You can let me know by commenting. Uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify. So thank you for listening. Um, and if you want to increase your confidence, influence and impact as a leader and you haven't utilised my free resources, go to aboundingsolutions.com, three, res three resources. There's an assessment that you can complete on there that will give you ideas about areas to focus on. And there's also a five-day mind cleanse challenge which will help you to challenge your thinking your beliefs and what you think and what you believe about yourself and how it help you to change what you think and believe so that you change how you feel and you change how you feel you act and behave more confident and perform better and feel better about yourself help you to develop that self-belief so do check it out and until the next time, bye.